Oh. Hey, Fellowship Asheville, thanks for joining us again for the ConvoCast. And here we are. We have got a bonus episode of season two. Uh, we just started season three a couple of weeks ago, but since that time, we have hired uh, Matt as our associate pastor, and um, season two was introducing you to the deacons and the staff, and so we thought it would be great fun to throw in a bonus episode so that you get to to meet Matt as the new guy on staff. And so, uh, Matt, uh, introduce y- yourself to us. Tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about who you are. Yep. Yeah, so I'm Matt Sutton. Um I am from Spruce Pine, North Carolina, which if you don't know where that is. It sounds like it's like a town in a Hallmark Christmas movie. Um, and sometimes it's like that around Christmas time. But uh, yeah, we grew up there. My wife and I, Anna, uh, we were high school sweethearts, got married uh, eight years ago. And we have two, two little, little girls. Uh, Cora is three and Abigail turns one. Uh, this hey, now, now that really does sound like a Hallmark Christmas movie. Then high school sweetheart, <laughs> yeah, she go yeah, off to New York yeah. and try and make a lot of money, become a business executive, get <laughs> right, with right. life, and come back to the hometown. Yeah, yeah. And you were the local yeah. lumberjack. Is that how that works? Yeah, I was like this yeah. this rugged Christmas tree farmer. Yes. You know? <laughs> yeah. But it's like, except it's like kind of the opposite. But Anna wasn't a rugged Christmas tree farmer. But like uh-huh. her family was like, yeah, they have a Christmas. They have a Christmas tree farm and. And the whole thing. Yeah. I was born in Atlanta, so I wasn't like a mountain boy, you know, by birth. Um, and so, yeah, Anna was like born and raised there. And so, but no, we didn't, neither one of us were trying to become something. So nothing like that. Okay. You know? All right. All right. Yeah. All right. Two little yeah. girls, two little girls. Sorry. Two little girls. Interrupted. Two little yeah. Girls. Cor- Cora's three and Abigail is one now and, uh, or next week will be one. Um, yeah. and, uh, and we have a dog, Mia. She's a golden retriever. Um, and yeah, it's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. We live in Black Mountain and uh, love living there. Have been there for four y- the last four years. And so, uh, yeah, we love the area. And um, that's who we are. Those are Sutton's. That's great. That's great. Okay, what's mm-hmm. something that most people don't know about you? Yeah, so I actually uh, used to consider myself a man of the theater. I was a in thespian. theater. You were a yeah, thespian? I was, I was a thespian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was in I was in theater all through middle school and high school. Like every class I could take with theater, I did all through high school and loved it. Really? And, okay. Mm-hmm. Give me some shows. What shows were you in? What roles did you play? Um, favorite. What was your favorite? My favorite role was we did um, kind of a – okay, so I had two favorite roles. One of them, we kind of did a community theater role uh, – um, production my like I think it was sophomore year of high school um, and it was a children's book like a like a uh, dramatized version of, of a children's book I don't even remember the name of the book but one of my friends and I were these like a brother and sister mouse and we just like went through and were very mischievous throughout the whole play and a lot uh, of fun I just remember that and then we did Pride and Prejudice later in high school and um, I actually don't even remember I don't remember the guy's name. I, oh. I could have remembered it yesterday or this morning, but there's all this pressure now, you know, with the yeah, camera yeah, yeah. and sorry. everything. Sorry. sorry. No, no. Um, and, <laughs> but I was the guy, if you're familiar with Pride and Prejudice, if you're not, spoiler alert, but I was the, the soldier who kind of was trying to get with one sister, but ends up with the younger sister. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That guy. I don't remember yeah. his name. I was that I, guy. I know. That was, yeah. yeah. That was fun because I, I love that, like, time period and like all the 
the pomp and costume was fun. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's yeah. Was so was that in Atlanta or when did y'all move to to Spruce Pine? Yeah, we moved there when I was ten. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So my dad, my dad was a, a has been a pastor, still is a pastor, and so we came up. He he pastored a church there for about okay. a decade, and so we, you know, God moved us up there, and and uh, yeah. So I, I went there all through middle school and high school in okay. Spruce Pine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Okay. So how did you come to know Jesus? That's a question I've always loved asking our deacons, mm-hmm. elders, and staff. So so what's your yeah. story? Yeah, I was a kid. Um, I remember Dr. John Hole came to preach. He was one of my dad's mentors. Uh, mm-hmm. He came to do a revival at the church my dad pastored in in uh, in Glenville, Georgia. And um, yeah, I remember I can remember him preaching Matthew 11, you know, where Jesus said, "Come to me, you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you mm-hmm. rest." And I remember him talking about needing rest from sin and entering into the rest of Jesus. And even I, I don't remember if I was you know seven or eight years old. But I remember thinking, like, I need that rest from sin, mm. which is great because, wow. you know, thinking of being As an seven or eight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I remember that. And so, I, you know, I wasn't like a perfect kid, but had just God really surrounded me with great parents and student pastors and um, mm. they just. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I got saved young and kind of been trying to figure out how to follow Jesus ever since. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, let's tell the story of how Jesus brought you to Fellowship Asheville, because it's a really fun story. So, um, uh, and just see, for those of you who are watching and listening, I mean, uh, no, like, like I send people questions before we get started. This is one of the questions, but uh, this is also a conversation as we do these things. And so uh, as, as we tell the story, you know, Matt, I want you to tell it, but but I'm sure it'll be a conversation as we go back and forth. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, all, all that, so it'll be great fun. Okay, so 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 you start. How did how did Jesus bring you mm-hmm. here to Fellowship Asheville? Yeah, yeah. So you know the kind of flyby up until a few years ago was um, went into ministry young. I um, I kind of knew I was gonna. I felt called to ministry uh, in high school. Um, and I really wanted to like move to Central America and play soccer with orphans and feed them and tell them about Jesus. Like that was kind of my, my like goal. Um, but God had other plans, ended up going on staff at a church in our hometown when I was 19, um, did student ministry, was the associate pastor for, for a while. Then, um, God moved us to Georgia and back up to Asheville and, um, and we moved back up to to Asheville 2017. And then, um, during that time, it was neat. The first church I was on staff at was a church plant about 10 years old. Um, and the pastor, um, he was, he was just kind of burned out and, you know, and so he was like, Hey Matt, you can like, I just, we just like, I just need you to like do stuff. (laughs) So, so I did a little bit of everything, you know, from, you know, the membership class to worship, to some mission stuff kids ministry, student ministry, and that was fun. And um, then when I was in Georgia, uh, the church I was a part of uh, was really big in church planting. And so got to go through a lot of like planting, church planting, like trainings and schools and programs and met a lot of church planners. And so Anna and I kind of picked up a theme at that point, (laughs) like maybe planting is something for us, you know, Mm. Um, and had been praying through that for a while. Then when we came back up, 
you know, to Asheville that was still in the back of our minds. So early 2019, we thought maybe God was stirring that in us to plant a church or begin the process to plant. And so um, Anna challenged me to reach out to someone who has planted a church because we really have always felt called to be in the mountains of North Carolina. Um, And so uh, she challenged me to uh, reach out to someone who had planted in the mountains and had not died doing it. And so, or been kicked out. Not and yet. So, not yet. Haven't not died yet. yet. Not yet. Haven't yeah, died right. yet. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah. So I knew of fellowship uh, just from being in town. And one of my uh, mentors and really good friends is a part of the like church planting kind of group that you're a part of and mm-hmm. help lead. And so he said, Hey man, you should, you should reach out to Fred. Like, I think kind of your vision for church, you know, the way God's gifted you and stuff would like, I think Fred would be a great mentor for you. So I just shot you an email like early 2019, like, Mm -hmm. and just said, Hey man, praying about planting. Can I ask you questions? And you were very gracious to, to answer questions. And we met about once a month, all of Mm -hmm. 2019. Um, because then as fellowship started, you know, uh, doing the, uh, the Weaverville campus plant, I was, I thought that was a really, I was just really, intrigued by the way you guys were doing that and going about it kind of the vision and um for that so yeah so you you know you kind of became a mentor of mine um Mm -hmm. and um and then at some point after that god kind of started stirring like hey maybe planting's not the thing um by the end of 2019 we kind of thought no i don't i don't know if like i'm a church planter um and then at some point I don't remember exactly the timeline. You were like, Hey, what if you were my associate pastor? (laughs) And so, um, so, and it was like, the more we prayed about it, the more God was just like, yes, that's like, that's the thing. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so it was kind of a prayerful patient process, which was great. And I wasn't really used to in the church decision-making world, you know? Um, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So that's how we ended up at fellowship. Yeah. And, and what's interesting, uh, on from my side, you know, yeah, I got that email. I remember getting that email and being like, who is Matt? So of course I Googled you real quick <laughs> to figure out, you know, and you'd said, uh, uh, you know, you had said who our mutual connect mm-hmm. was. And, and, um, uh, so, so I replied back and, um, uh, it was great. And yeah, we met, yeah, at least once a month for a while mm-hmm. and sat by the river mm-hmm. at the Biltmore estate. We'd go get yeah, coffee. Yeah, that's right. It yeah. was, it was, it was great fun. And, um, uh, and, and one of the things that I noticed about you early on was your humility and your willingness to learn and, um, for being a person, your age, uh, a very good self-awareness, mm. which is, is not common, uh, in, in 20 year olds. Um, and, uh, I really, um, appreciated that and what moved me to the associate pastor thought uh because it really was a thought like all of this we held with a very open hand yeah, yeah, like yeah. if 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 you got a better deal from somewhere else i was going to be your biggest <laughs> cheerleader to go you know if that's what god was yeah. asking you to do right but but where it came for me was um uh you know i am 50 how old am i i'm 52 right now um and i knew that um being a lead pastor so what happens in church dynamics and i'm saying this i've already told matt this but i'm saying this for the people watching and listening typically 
this isn't always the case, but typically when you take the age of the lead pastor, the congregation kind of goes with them in age, about 10 years above and 10 years below. So, so if you take a snapshot of a church and you look at the age of the, of the lead pastor, the congregation's average age is somewhere right around there. Um, and, and so I knew I wanted to lead the church for a while, but I wanted someone else to be able to kind of pass the baton to. Um, and two, I wanted our church to hear stories from a preacher about dirty diapers and kids and, <laughs> and little kids and all that stuff. Cause my kids are grown, you know, and, yeah, and, and yeah. it's a different season of life. And, and um, I was actually talking to someone after you preached on Father's Day, Matt. I don't even know if I told you this or not, uh, but you had shared a story either about Cora or, or, or Abigail. I forget. I forget what the story was, but they were like, it was so good to hear a story about a little kid because they had little kids, you know, and they were like, we just connected with him so much because we're like, yes, that's our life. That happened this morning. Yeah. And I just yeah. don't tell those stories anymore, you know. Um, yeah. Um, uh, and so what I saw in you early on is I'm like, yeah, this could be a guy that, that would be great to pass the baton on to, because we saw ministry in very similar ways, uh, which mm-hmm. I think is important in, in thinking about who the next person is and, um, and all that. And even that we hold with an open hand, God may still call you to something else. Uh, mm-hmm. but, um, uh, I hope not, but, um, uh, but that's where it all came from. And so, so if you're listening to this or watching this and you're like, when's Fred leaving? Uh, one, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. And even then, my goal isn't to leave. My goal is to, um, uh, I, I'll tell you this, if I'm 60 years old and in the lead pastoral role, I think something's wrong with me is, is the issue. So by the time I'm 60, so in the next eight years, I for sure want somebody else to be the lead pastor. And I still want to be here and be a teaching pastor, shepherding pastor, something like that. But to have that role of leadership passed on to, to someone else, I think would be really um, uh, key for the church's continual health to do that. So, so that, that kind of puts all that in context. So, so yeah. when we started having that conversation, another thing that I saw in you, Matt, was just this prayerful um, asking of Jesus, is this something that you want and uh, that you want for you? You know, is this something that Jesus wants for you and, and, and Anna? And, and it seemed as best as we could tell, Jesus kept coming back and saying, yes, yes, yeah. which was really good because we certainly didn't have the money to hire you. Um, that was in yeah. the height of COVID and, and to the other factors that we had moved Fellowship Weaverville from um, a campus plant to an actual church plant. And so, so uh, whereas with a campus plant, we were one um, budget, you know, one income, income line, multiple expense lines. But, but when that income shifted to Fellowship Weaverville, you know, we took a hit financially. COVID happened, we took a hit financially. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and so we were like, man, I'd love to see this happen, but God will have to bring more money in. And I remember telling you, I was like, okay, I need you to pray. And I need you to pray that more money comes in. And I'd love to see this much money come in every month. And like the next few months, that's exactly what happened. And I was like, Matt, keep praying. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You receive not because you ask not. Right? That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's, right. right. <laughs> that's right. And so, um, so it was great because, um, and then as we moved into this current budget season, uh, which starts July 1st, 
um, we were able to, still requiring faith, be able to include an associate pastor, you know, salary, expenses, you know, just everything that it takes to, to hire someone in that budget. And God has continued to meet our needs. You know, that's what's incredible. Yeah. Like, like in July, we were, you know, had like a, I can't remember the number, but it's like $16,000 surplus. Um, August was like a $6,000 surplus. And that's on top of what we projected. So it's just, it's just, God's yeah. just continued to bless. And I, and, and I pray that that continues. Um, but I'm, I'm thrilled that, that God led y'all here. How's, let me yeah. ask you this. Um, mm-hmm. How's, how's this transition been for your family? Like mm-hmm. to, to go from one church environment to another church environment. What's, what's that's been like for you personally mm-hmm. and for your family? Yeah, we, you know, we spent the last uh, six years before coming on staff here in like a very fast paced, like ministry environment, you know, mm-hmm. so a lot of, yeah. a lot of events, uh, heavy, you know, Sunday morning production. And so it was a lot of, it was a lot of, it was very task oriented. Um, and I was doing, um, <clears throat> for two years, I was doing student ministry. And then when, when we moved to Asheville, I was doing kids ministry, which are like, they're similar, like close in age, you know, middle mm-hmm. school and grade school, but the worlds are totally different in ministry. Yeah. Like yeah. student ministry is all relational. It's all like hangout time, playing game, you know, stuff like that. And kids ministry was like the exact opposite. You know, I mean, you were a kids pastor, so you get it. It's, yeah. It was very administrative, very detailed, which if you know you know, you guys listening or watching this, if you know any pastors, administrative details isn't really typically the strong suit of most <laughs> pastors. Like we can do we it, might, but it takes yeah. a lot of energy. Yeah, yeah. Like I'll get a bunch of people to show up to something and do something, but I will forget to put a sign out sheet or sign up sheet. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so I learned a lot. Uh, it was very detail focused. And then, um, I transitioned into a role that was just uh, more leadership, kind of leading a team and stuff. And so then going from from like really fast paced, uh, very attractional, very, uh, yeah, production heavy to fellowship, it felt in a lot of ways like coming home um, because Ann and I grew up in churches that were just, they were less concerned about the Sunday morning production and more concerned with it being a family. And that was, that was one thing that, so that's been really refreshing just in the few weeks that we've been here. Um, it's just the, the, how laid back fellowship is, how, um, even like coming in, in the last few weeks of the rest series, it was like just very, it was good for our souls to, to, to hear that and process through that. And, um, yeah, so it's, it's been good. It's been, you know, there's been a lot of change for our three-year-old she started preschool, which is fun. Um, but yeah, changing, you know, changing church, you know, the pastor's kid, you don't miss a lot of church. And so changing that right. weekly rhythm has been different for her starting preschool, um, new friend groups, stuff like that. But, yeah. but overall, overall for me, it's been, it's been great. It's been a lot of fun. Um, I like new, you know, if, if anybody is, is a Enneagram millennial like me, I'm a seven. So like, I, I kind of like the new and the, the unknown and kind of going into the, the adventure. Um, and, and yeah, we've, we've been, we've been excited and we've known God's really been kind of, you know, the way Anna put it was like loosening the soil around our roots 
mm. in the ministry context we were in for a while. Um, and so we were, we were ready to get back to what, when we think of, when we think of church and what that looks like and what church could be and should be, um, I think fellowship probably just fits a lot of what God's put on our hearts for that. And so it's been a good, it's been a good, uh, yeah, it's been a good, it's been a good transition. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. I remember your, your, your first week here. I mean, I remember it cause it was like last week or the week before, yeah. um, you know, you were yeah. like, so have I missed any meetings? You know, like it was this, you know, yeah. to yeah. have a very different, a different pace. Here. Yes. We do have meetings and they're important, but we just don't mm-hmm. have a whole lot of them, which is, which is yeah. nice. Yeah. So, so describe to people what your role here is at fellowship. Yeah. What is, what does an associate pastor do? Yep. So the, uh, the funnest way to describe being an associate pastor is like, I just, the, okay. So like the, the professional clean cut version of saying an associate pastor is I'm an extension of the, the lead pastor. And mm-hmm. so whatever, whatever he needs me to, to, to do, I do. But what that means is like, whatever Fred just kind of doesn't want to do, you know, I, I do. <laughs> well, so, not just want, not doesn't but, want to but do, have but, the ability. Nobody wants right. to see me lead worship. Yeah, 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 totally, let's totally. Just, let's so, just put that out there, yeah. Right, yeah. right. So what Fred does not feel like he has the capacity to take on right now. Yeah. Yes, or the gifting, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, so that, the categories for that, the main one is worship. And so I will be, um, and I'm trying to, you know, just kind of figure out all the nuances. And, um, you know, when you walk into any, you know, family, organization, friend group, anything with with you know, there are all kinds of different nuances and relationships mm-hmm. and a history. And so I'm trying to learn all of that in the worship ministry right now. Um, I'm not like a super gifted musician or anything, um, but I do enjoy worship. I've done it in the past, like led worship. And so I'm, I'm excited to get my hands in that a little more. And I'm, I'm starting to kind of mm-hmm. ease into that. Um, and so, so worship will be the, the main thing, trying to help create some I think some cohesion and some mm-hmm. direction and, and vision for that and help out everybody who's been doing it faithfully for a while you know yeah. just come alongside them and and see how I can help them um and then um another part of it is teaching preaching on Sunday mornings I'll be doing a little bit of that which I'm excited to do and then um I'm gonna be uh I'm talking with Andrew last week and so I'm gonna be doing mm-hmm. some stuff with with uh with fellowship students which I'm excited about. And, um, and those are, those are kind of the main things. Yeah. Um, right. And then, um, you know, there's the asterisk asterisk of being on staff at a church where it's like, whatever else we got to do, we just got to. Yeah. Do. Yeah. We have that yeah. in our, all of our job descriptions. 10% <laughs> other. Yeah. yeah right. Other? Right. Yeah. 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 Well, fun. okay. So, so in all that, cause that's still full plate of, of, mm-hmm. of, of work. What, what brings you your greatest joy in ministry? Like what, what makes you light up? Yeah, I love, um, man, I love, um, I love seeing people start following Jesus for the first time. Mm. Like when people, you know, on Sundays, you know, I've heard you say like, you know, um, say yes to Jesus, start following Jesus, get saved. However, you know, Mm -hmm. our different church backgrounds have said it. Um, I love that. Um, There's just nothing like experiencing, you know, the way Paul puts it is like becoming a new creation. 
like seeing that. And then, and then it, it's, you know, being, and then in ministry, it's just fun. Um, when you're with people and there's always kind of that, not barrier, but kind of that, that recognition of like, okay, like this is my job. Like I'm a pastor. I'm supposed to kind of have it all together. And if we're honest, like most of us roll into Sunday mornings, like, and that's the first time. Yeah. And that's the first time we've even had, we've had the brain space to think about the Bible, you know, and that's okay. Like life is just life. And, and, you know, that's why we have each other, you know, that's why we have church. And, but I think it's, it's fun to get to a point where, people realize, and maybe this is like part of growing up as a pastor's son um, and, and being in ministry for a while now, but like, I think it's great when you, it gives me a lot of joy when people realize like, oh, Matt's just a normal human. Yeah. And like, he needs me just as much as I may think I need him, mm-hmm. you know, like realizing that um, just because I have a, a, a call on my life doesn't mean I'm any, I have any more of the Holy Spirit than any other believer does. Right. Okay. And so, yeah. so I love, I love that when those barriers kind of come down and realizing, man, like the arm in the body of Christ, the arm really is just as important as the toes, you know, and the, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the, the shoulders are just as important as the, the knees or whatever, you know, whatever mm-hmm. analogy. Uh, so, um, so that gives me a lot of joy and then just being able to like, just figure out how to follow Jesus in our current world that we live in right now. Like, yeah. what does that look like together? I, I love that. Yeah. 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 That's great. Well, as, as you look ahead, what do you hope happens in your ministry? Yeah. Um, um, I, I think it'd be, I think it'd be really cool. I think there's a lot of potential at fellowship is just the, just the short amount of time I've been here talking to people that are doing in the worship ministry involved in it or have been involved mm-hmm. in it at some point. I think there's a lot of potential um, to really create a, a culture of worship. And when I, when I say culture of worship, I don't mean like come out with albums and be the next elevation worship. Cause I just don't think right. that, you know um, yeah, I just don't think that's in the cards, Not that, but yeah. yeah, not that, but I do think that there is a thing that like when, when uh, people come to fellowship Asheville, they're like, man, man, the way that they worship God is really, is great. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really powerful. Um, and it, it really, it's a really tangible thing, you know, whether that's singing or whether that's, you know, I don't know, whatever that looks like. I, I think there's yeah. a lot of potential and there's a lot of hunger to see God really lifted high as whenever the, the people of fellowship gather together. Um, yeah. And that's been, I can just pick that up conversation with the staff, with, with, you know, people, you know, church members and, and stuff. And so I, so I think, you know, my hope for the future with the worship ministry specifically is, is I'd love to see um, a lot of people that are gifted and talented and skilled to do worship, step up and really find a good place to, to be able to use their creative, um, their creative abilities to, to really build the church. You know, not just do worship, but, but do it to, you know, I think a, for me, a, a filter for all ministry that I do is Ephesians 4, where it talks about, you know, God equipped the saints, the evangelists, teachers, the pastors, overseers, whatever, uh, to equip the saints to do the work of ministry. And, and typically for pastors, it's easy to like stop there and think mm-hmm. like, okay, our job is just to like get people off their butts and doing stuff. But I think it, it, it goes, he goes on to say, you know, 
um, helping them grow in the fullness of stature of Jesus. Hmm. And so when we're thinking about, you know, teaching a growth group or, or leading worship or running the soundboard or hand, you know, sh- you know, waving at people on the patio, we're doing that in a way that helps people be more like Jesus. Hmm. And I, and I think, and I think, I think there's, I, so I'd love to see our worship ministry do that. Um, yeah. And I think being in Asheville, having creative artistic people here um, and a part of this church. I mean, I think we could even write some songs just for our congregation, mm-hmm. you know, looking at scripture. Um, and maybe that's really big. I'm a dreamer. So yeah, maybe yeah, that's, no, I love but, it. but it could be, I think I, like, I think it's doable. I think it'd be really yeah. cool. So, yeah. Yeah. The, the, the thing that has always intrigued me about worship ministry is that when um, I look past this earth and look into heaven, um, my mm-hmm. job doesn't exist. Like, you know, <laughs> right. like, like we're not, right. there, there aren't teachers of God's word in heaven. We have Jesus and he teaches mm. us, but yet w- what we'll still be worshiping. And so mm. that still continues on into eternity. Yeah. Like that, yeah. that part of yeah. our service is the part that, that, that we get to do forever and ever and ever. Mm. Um, and, and so, you know, that, that idea of, of worship you know, what we do here, we're really learning how to do it better there too, yeah. you know, and, and how to yeah. see Jesus um, clearly here, um, I, I believe helps us worship him there one day. Mm. Um, and, and so it's one of those things that, that I get a little bit, um, I don't know if jealous is the right word, maybe excited um, that when we worship, it's like, yeah, that's, this is heaven. This is, this mm. is a piece of heaven on earth because we're going to be mm. doing this again. Um, yeah. one day all together again and and that'll mm. be really cool so so that that's yeah. the aspect of worship that i love what i hope happens is that i i get a better voice in heaven and i get <laughs> a better ability to stay on beat in heaven to stay with yeah. the song okay. instead of yeah, yeah. Instead of just kind of create my own you know um, yeah i'd love uh, to play the cello wouldn't uh, that be cool okay. in heaven okay okay here's the deal i yeah. played the cello in fifth grade Okay. I did. See, God's I did. already stirring I some did. things in your heart I, to be a part no, of the No, he's not ministry. because <laughs> I gave up that thing because um, I was a walker to and from home to school. And when we oh. had to take that sucker home to practice, <laughs> yeah. that was before they had those nifty backpack straps on the case that yeah. they have now. I saw I saw one of those. I was like, where was that? 35, right. 40 years ago. So, um, uh, so yeah, great. So I, I, I had my stint with the cello. Um, it was fine. It was fine. But as long as I don't have to carry it around, okay. there's that. Yeah, but okay. it's a fun okay. instrument. It's a, it's a fun yeah. instrument. It's just, I just love the yeah. way it sounds and looks. It does have a very good sound. Yeah. 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 Okay. So I ask people this. We'll go ahead and wind it down. Um, mm-hmm. I ask people this question. Uh, uh, you know, I, I haven't asked them. Well, I think I asked Mary in, in, in season three because she's connected to us. But, but um, before that, I asked everyone, how would you describe fellowship in one word or phrase yeah i think i would describe it as a place a place for anybody Hmm. that's good i like that i like that because you've gotten to be one of those anybodies Mm -hmm. yeah that's fun. Yeah, that's fun. Well, if, if people want to follow up with you um, uh, mm-hmm. to help out with worship or, or any of the other things that, that God is leading you to do here, uh, how would be the best way for them to, to do that? Yeah, um, 
they should just randomly walk up to me on a Sunday morning and start singing. That would be fun. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. That would be fun. Maybe we'll do like an open mic one Sunday morning and just uh, maybe a Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. Um, no, I think. Uh, good yeah, idea. You, good you, idea. I like yeah. where it's going. I like where it's going. But maybe that was a different. That was like one of those jokes. That was like an 85% joke. Um, yeah. 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 Uh, but there's still a chance, so, is what I heard. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you're telling me there's a chance. You're telling me there's uh, a chance. <laughs> you, yeah. You can email me, Matt at fellowshipashville.com m-a-t-t at fellowshipashville.com and um just let me know you're interested or um yeah just come talk to me on sunday morning i'd love to meet you still meeting a lot of people and um if i've forgotten your name already i'm so sorry um just a lot of names show me grace please cora uh, will remember it yeah she'll she'll remember it or she may make a name up for you yeah. yeah it, one of the other things too that I loved about getting to know you is to hear how you talked about your wife because I liked Anna so much more after talking to you like I'd never met her but every time <laughs> we talked I was like man she is a, a great woman like I can't wait yeah, to meet yeah. her I can't wait to meet her and so Anna is great but then your daughter Cora is hilarious oh, she's hilarious. out of control I have never met a three-year-old like her in my life and <laughs> and i love i yeah. love 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 talking to her and being around her she yeah. is she is a lot of fun and then abigail yeah. we're still getting to know yeah so. Ab- yeah cora's like she's she's gonna be a world changer one way or the other and yeah. i'm praying for a <laughs> for deep good. love of jesus yeah. in her heart young and yeah. forever so yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 i fully believe she will i fully believe yeah. she will well matt yeah. thanks thanks for this um uh thanks for introducing yourself to yeah. the church thanks. i think it'll be it'll be great fun for people to watch and listen to this if you are uh watching this on youtube you can hit subscribe or even on po- wherever you listen to it on podcasts it's subscribe that way you won't miss any of these or any of our other uh podcasts so church i love you and i love being the church with you and i will We'll see you soon.